Jonathan Miklos. Jonathan, can you hear me okay right now? Yeah. Okay, good. I've been having some trying to, I got this new phone I'm trying to connect to my other wireless headset and I was like, dang, I should have done this before two minutes before the show to try to pair them. So that's stupid <laughs> on my part, so I apologize. It's a great day in, in college football. I know you and I are happy in. Flint's happy. Florida State into the Orange Bowl, seven and a half point underdog to Michigan. Give those points all day long. And um, uh, Auburn's a five point underdog to Oklahoma. I laughed when I saw that. It's just some, some things make me laugh, Jonathan. Some things make me laugh, um, especially when I know what defense Oklahoma has. But we're going to talk today about the games over the weekend. We're going to talk about the Final Four. We're going to talk about all the bowl games. So are you ready? Are you locked in to go through every bowl game and just at least say it exists and, and kind of when we're done, maybe say maybe we need to reduce the playoff or the bowl games? Do you think that's possible? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was I, – uh, as you saw, I did a projection of every bowl game before they came out, and I actually hit on a good number of them. Uh, I'm amazing myself. You did. But it, it came to a point where I'm doing the bowl projections, and I'm looking at these games, and I'm like, why do I care? It's like, I'm like, five and seven Mississippi State, where do I put you? Um, wait, five and seven Mississippi State? Why, why would you bowl? accept the bowl? Why would you accept the bowl? Because uh, uh, the practices, that's exa- that's the only reason why I would accept a bowl game in that situation was for the extra extra practice time, um, so you can work in more things, especially with the seniors leaving. That's nineteen extra practices with all your under uh, well, depending on when your bowl game is, but it's the extra practices with your underclassmen for next year. That's the only reason why I would do it, just to get the more practice time. So, obviously, you know you know that practice is so important. Yeah, but the money, though, the practice is very important. It is, but the money it's costing these teams, sometimes it may not be worth it. But, you know, Mississippi State has a young team. They're trying to rebuild from back Prescott. They've won a few good mm-hmm. games there at the end of the season. So, I think they're going to come out and rock and roll. Are you uh, – you ready to talk about last night to start with? Was that is that how you'd like to do it yesterday? Oh shoot, why not? You lead the way, I'll follow. I like that. So you're cooperating. Let's start no further than the SEC championship game yesterday, if you mm. if you call it that championship game. But the the funny thing is, Florida had negative yard rushing in the game. Great job, Florida. Uh, Absolutely, so few passes. I mean, this receipt for Callaway they have is pretty good. I mean, he's even quite fine on that offense. So you look that game from 16 points, 16 more than I projected in this game. It was on the first half. Florida, Florida came to play in the first half. They have 33 to 15 at the half. Um, you know, and then after that, Alabama just toyed with them. And put them away. But one thing about Alabama, they had two rushers in this game, Harper and Harris. 
almost 100 yards. I mean, they had four or five different receivers catching the ball. But this Bama machine right now, Jonathan, uh, it was awesome to, to see how good the team is. And I hate Alabama, of course I do, but if you don't respect this team and what it can do to opponents, it's weird how in the first half they, they they toy around with you, they throw the ball side to side, they run, but in the second half they start running the football. It's kind of hard to stop a team built like this in Alabama. And again, I think there's two teams that can do it, but really one. I think I think Clemson can do it. Maybe the only team that can give them a four quarter game. But what did you think about the SEC championship last night? Do you think they should go back and start doing it? The two best teams in the SEC. I'd like to see the two best teams play this game instead of the winner, the East and the West. Because yeah, McElwain's made it made it twice. You know, he's made it two times, but he's gotten drilled both of them. I mean, is that enough making the SEC championship game? Well, see, that's an interesting debate because the Pac-12 North has won all six of the Pac-12 Conference Championships at this point, and five of them were blowouts, like Friday nights. Um, the big, uh, the ACC Coastal, I mean, ACC Atlantic has won five or six ACC Championships in a row now. The last Coastal one, I think, was 2011. Uh, the SEC, it's been since. 2008 when Florida won the national title? Um, You know, so, I mean, even the Big Ten, the Wisconsin won that one time, but even that was like three, four years ago. So, I mean, there always seems to be one side will will be more dominant than the other. You don't get a lot of back and forth. I mean, you got to remember in the 90s, Florida dominated the SEC championship game. They won it, what, five, six times? You know, so, I mean, everything kind yeah. of uh, balances out. But, I mean, look, hey, Florida, I heard all y'all like, oh, yeah, what game are you playing in Florida State? Um, well, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I'm not sure y'all played yesterday. Damn, that was ugly. Y'all you know, watching the game, I'm like, oh, hey, look, Florida might have a shot. They're looking – oh, there's Appleby. Oh, look, man, they're starting to dry- – oh, there's Appleby. All right, I'll give it one more. Nope, I'm done. I'll come back at the end of it from the Vernon Lunch Tribune. I'll tell you this. I would, I would rather be Florida State, okay, you didn't make the conference championship game, but you're good enough to make a New Year's Six game than to be the winner of a sorry division and to get skull drug on national TV uh, the second day of December, 54 to 16. Congratulations, Florida. Round of applause, everybody. You made the SEC. You made the championship game. I mean, and it's like this. You saw Auburn in the show, too, last night, where they, they set a record at 59 and I think it was 51, something like that. No, I, I think it was 59 and 56. Auburn holds the record for most points scored in the SEC championship game. I know Alabama wanted to get to that, but sorry, Bama, mm-hmm. you couldn't get to that level just yet. But, I mean, Florida is really bad. I mean, I watch them play. And I know they play Iowa in the bowl game, but that's probably the only team they can beat. I, I really think Florida can be Iowa because, like, like uh, Florida, Iowa can't, can't move the football, really. I don't know. But I, I just can't imagine Florida beating anybody in a bowl game, even if it is Iowa. I wonder what the point there on that would be because they're bad football teams. And they're, they're sitting here 
the, the committee told you last week before the Florida State game and before the SEC championship, and Auburn was a better team. And we all, we all know Auburn's not that great. But, yes, Auburn's still ahead of them. What does that tell you if you're a Florida fan? Well, I mean, that tells you you're terrible. I mean, Florida's not good. All right, A, uh, round of applause for the SEC. You have one team with uh, more than eight wins. Thumbs up. Thumbs up, guys. Good job. It was hard work to be to have that much parity, but you did it. If only somebody could have beaten Alabama so we could have had a circle of death, but it's fine. It's okay. You let Florida in the SEC championship game because you believe in having jokes. You want to have a good joke. Because if Tennessee had been there, it probably would have been a joke, too. If Kentucky had been there, at least we all would have been rooting for Kentucky just because of Kentucky. I mean, so I think Florida's trash um, from what I saw yesterday. Look, they don't have a good quarterback. Um, you know, and Trillon Harris piped up with, you know, maybe it's the offensive coordinator and not the quarterback. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about it and I go, well, Trion was trash. Del Rio's trash. Applebee's trash. And the only good, only quarterback that did well at Florida was Will Greer. Maybe it's not the offensive coordinator. Maybe it's the talent. Because Trion was supposed to be a quarterback. Applebee couldn't start at Purdue, and Del Rio couldn't start at Oregon State. Don't, don't, don't even bring up the Alabama part. He couldn't start at Oregon State, guys. So, maybe it's not the offense coordinator. <laughs> maybe Florida just can't find a quarterback. I mean, nobody thought about that. Florida's so quick to try and fire their OC, and I don't think he's really that bad. And Jackson, he's going to play up next year and find the – he's going to find the – he's going to recruit top talent level players like Alabama, like Auburn, like LSU. Or they're going to be in a worse boat. They won't be winning the SEC because of defense. And, and, and honestly, the best team in the SEC is Tennessee. I'm sorry. They they should have beaten South Carolina. I mean, I think it's more of an internal systemic thing going on at Tennessee that caused them not to win the East this year. If any year you're going to win the East, this was the year and you didn't do it, it kind of makes me question Butch Jones and just kind of like, okay, when are you going to do it? Georgia is complete garbage in the SEC. They even have a chance to win. They beat Auburn this year when Auburn wasn't 100%. But I mean, the SEC overall is going to send a message. I think we'll look at these bowl games in a minute, and we'll talk about which ones we think they're going to lose, which ones they're going to win. But I think that he's going to show everybody in the country that it's not so bad conference. It was much cannibalization. You have a great team in Alabama, and you have some good teams. You have some average teams. But there's really only – one team that's real bad in that conference of 14. That's why the SEC is the best conference in football. This Big Ten fiasco we saw, Jonathan, with everything wrong with the joke. These are average football teams. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin. They're not scary football teams, and they're not great. And so whoever got in the playoffs, that's fine, because they're going to get their butts drilled by whoever they play. And if you get a New Year's Six Bowl game, Wisconsin's going to lose to Western Michigan. Penn State's going to get skull drunk by Southern Cal, and we'll talk about that later. Ohio State's going to lose to Clemson. Is that the best conference football, really? 
I heard Ellie Galloway said something about that, and they, they corrected me in the day and said, okay, this division and this conference you're saying is so great, Big Ten, it's fourth, this division is fourth. Remember that what you put the FBI, SEC West, the both ACC conferences, and then you have the Big Ten East, or whatever it is. That, that, that's I'm telling people, the Big Ten sucks. I'm sorry to, to say that, and merge your bubble out there if you're listening. But, Jonathan, I mean, you're not on that Big Ten bandwagon, are you? I'm sick of hearing people talk about how great the Big Ten is. It's just not that great. Well, I think the Big Ten has uh, – I think they have four good teams. Not, I wouldn't say they're great teams, yeah. but I'd say they have four good teams. Um, I'd say they have probably two average teams, and I mean literally average in Iowa and Nebraska. And, and maybe you could talk me into Minnesota, but I, I'd have a hard time. And then I think the rest of the conference is, 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 is bad. I don't, I think they're below average to terrible. Um, you know, I, I, and that's – we talked about this, I want to say it was last time, where I was like, if you look at the Big Ten, it's not stacked. You know, you have, you know, you have the four double-digit win teams. You have three eight-win teams, I believe it is. And then it's like a couple six and sixes and the bottom fell out kind of thing. And you're looking at the eight and four teams, and it's like, oh, they have four conference losses. It's not like, you know, they they lost a non-conference game and they went, you know, six and two. No, 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 no. They went five and four in conference, which essentially means they're average. You know, I mean, it's – the Big Ten got too much love. Herb Street drove me up a wall last night when he kept saying, you know, Penn State over Washington. Penn State – shut up. Really? No way. I mean, Penn State, Penn State over Ohio State. Penn State over Ohio State, maybe, but not over Washington. I mean, we got done talking about how you ain't going to leave out a one-loss conference champ. A. B. Washington's only loss is the USC, who Herbstreit would have in playoff conversation right now. So what you're telling me is that Washington lost to a top-seven team in your eyes, right? about 13. That's 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 awful. How dare they, right? But Penn State loses by thirty nine to Michigan. They should get ahead of it. Oh, come on! Don't lie to me like that. Don't don't tell me that that bag of goods. That ain't goods. That's a that's a bag of BS. Penn State had they had they played Michigan closer, had they beaten Pittsburgh, had they beaten Pittsburgh. There's no way Ohio State gets in over. Penn State. There's, there's no way at that time you have one loss Penn State team versus one loss Ohio State team. Penn State beat on the champion. Could we agree that that Penn State they're also losing to Pittsburgh, even though it was early in the season. It's still the one loss Ohio State can still hold that. It's not Washington. The loss only have one. But when you get to two, the only two loss teams that are going to have a chance to make it. Was Auburn, and we, we talked about that a long time ago, didn't we? And if they went out, beat Alabama, won the SEC West, played for the championship, you'd have Alabama and Auburn in the playoffs. The Penn State doesn't carry that swag with it. I mean, you don't lose by 39 and expect to get in the playoffs. Penn State's a good football team. They're scrappy, they're gritty, but you put them on the field against Alabama, they're a 17 and a half point underdog, and it's getting ugly. You remember from Michigan State last year, don't you? You remember that game? Well, it would be worse. It would be worse if you can imagine that. 
if you look at the playoff teams, nobody has lost by more than uh, that Ohio State Virginia Tech game. Whatever that loss by was, what like fourteen, seventeen points. 14. That was it. Nobody 14. had made the playoffs losing by twenty plus. And even when Ohio State made it, and we disagreed. Yeah, I'm I, I still this day, and I'll tell you, TCU got screwed. Speaking of that, real quick, the Big Twelve commissioner is wanting some explanations now because when they got left out, they were told, "Oh man, conference championships, everything." That's that's really what we look at. And strength of schedule out of conference. Well, look at Washington. They played nobody. They played the schools of the deaf and the blind out of conference. And I wasn't a bit surprised today had Washington been left out of the playoffs because. Uh, I mean, you look at their – I know you like Washington. We know they're a good team. I mean, we've watched them play, but you have to look at that and say, wow, this is a very bad schedule you put together. I mean, this is terrible. And they got in. And that's where TCU and Baylor are like, well, hold on a minute, you know. You know, we put Ohio State in the playoff right now with, with – they didn't win their conference. Washington's strength of schedule was awful. But, I mean, it, every year's different. You know, every year is different. Ohio State's one loss was early in the season. They won 59 to nothing. They did win their conference that year. This year's a little different, too, because you have a two-loss champion in Penn State. And it's just you, the goal of the committee is to get the four best teams in football in this. Do you think the four best teams in football are play? No, I don't think Ohio State's one of the four best teams. I, I, I think Alabama I think right is. now. Yeah, I agree. I, Alabama's number one in my eyes, no doubt about that. And then I think uh, two through four, in whatever order, uh, I'll just go alphabetical, Clemson, Michigan, Washington. I think those are the the other three top four teams. I don't think Ohio State's a top four team. I, I've watched them too much this year. I watched them, uh, you know, struggle against Michigan State. Indiana, and they beat Indiana by 21, but it was a struggle for a lot of that game. Uh, Northwestern was a struggle. Even that Michigan game, certain things had to go their way, like the refs deciding that pass interference didn't exist anymore. Um, I don't think Ohio State is as good as advertised. Uh, You know, question marks. Have they gone on a tear? Yes. Last night is what it is, but I still look at that Michigan game and go, you can't, you can't be serious. And you know, a lot of Penn State fans are going to say, well, our top five, our top five linebackers were out for that game. That doesn't explain losing by 39. And then I get it, Penn yeah. State, you dealt with linebacker injuries, but losing by 39 is not excused by an injury. Yeah, if you want the four best teams, then I mean, Michigan has to be in there. Yes, they lost to Iowa on the road. That was one of those games that we knew was going to be kind of troublesome. That's one of those games that's always crazy when they play in conference every year. Um, losing to Ohio State was, was so bad that when the officials cheat and give you the game and they, they screwed Michigan as bad as they, they did, there's no excuse for it. Michigan is a very good football team. They do – I mean, they have more weapons to me – to score than Ohio State does on Alabama. So, Ohio State favored over Clemson is just like the same thing as Oklahoma being favored over Clemson last year. We laughed about it. We're like, uh, okay, really? Uh, give me that free money, please. The perception, the media has pushed Ohio State up so far and so high that it, that made me mad last night when it was, it was like, Ohio State's a lot. I mean, like, why? 
Why are they unlocked? I mean, I just didn't understand why they're locked, but Clemson wasn't unlocked. Washington wasn't unlocked. And because Ohio State didn't have to play yesterday, and they're unlocked. So Clemson and Washington put themselves at risk. Alabama, I'm not including them because they were never at risk of being out of the playoff. But you see what I mean? It just pissed me off that these teams have to play two quality opponents while Ohio State sits at home and they're automatically in. That's what makes me upset with this. If anything, there should be a playoff game next weekend between, I mean, you could do it, I don't know how you could do it, Penn State and and, and Ohio State to see who gets in or something because there's got to be something to do to, to be able to separate Ohio State out of this because we have three conference champions in there, all with a loss except for Alabama. And then here's Ohio State, the favorite of the, the world. I guess everybody's an Ohio State fan or something, but the media, Jonathan, have you ever seen the media get on a team so much as they have Ohio State and ride them all the way to the playoffs? Because that's what it, that's where it came from. It wasn't the play on the field. No, you're 100 percent right. The media and the committee loved Ohio State from the jump. There's no doubt about that. You know, and being a Florida State fan, I find it hilarious because the only undefeated Power Five conference champion at this point not to get the number one seed was Florida State in 2014. People, well, they lost to Oregon. Okay. They were so undefeated. In the BCS, they were number one. The committee's like, no, they're number three because of game control. What, 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 what is game control? Like, and now game control doesn't exist, you notice? They don't talk about game control no more. Right? Well, all right, so you have to be a conference champion. Well, you don't need to be a conference. Can we, our biggest frustration with the committee is we can't get a consistent story and a consistent explanation from them. They keep changing the formula. It's never the same. And that's why we're frustrated at the end of the day. I'm with you. I think at this point, you know, and I truly believe after this season that we're going to see an expansion. It's not going to be next year. I want to say the current contract runs out after 2020. I might be wrong. I've been wrong before. Um, but I want to say it's 2020 uh, when this current 14 thing expires. So 2021, I expect there's six or an 18. You know, 16, you get the top two seed buys, um, or you do it with the 18, you know, like a quarter semis final. Let's go from there. I would prefer an eight-teamer. Um, I think a six-team would work just as well, it, it, you know, just like, you know, the NFL essentially with, uh, you know, each uh, conference. Um, I mean, it's, the, the the playoff has just created more controversy than, honestly, I think the BCS ever did. Yeah, if you look at eight teams and, and, and you want to look at the eight teams, you say, okay, we're, uh, we're going to – do the first two get a bye? Alabama Clemson doesn't play, right? So we've got Ohio State versus Wisconsin. We have Washington versus Oklahoma. We have Penn State and Michigan. I mean, okay, those are good games. You can look at it and say, wow, these are these are good games, and you could do it. Six would work better to me. Just do one. I mean, you you have to give a bye to one and two. Ohio State, uh, Michigan a rematch, Washington, Penn State. That would be entertainment. And, I mean, that would be good, but I think you're right. It changes coming, and I think they can tweak it sooner than that if they need to. I think they can, they can tweak it. But uh, the final football playoff rankings, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Washington, Penn State, Michigan, five, Michigan State, Oklahoma, seven, Wisconsin, eight. 
Southern Cal 9 and Colorado 10. Notice how they did that. The Rose Bowl did come the next week. Southern Cal, uh, Florida State 11, Colorado State 12, Louisville 13, Auburn 14, Western Michigan 15. Florida fell only to 17. What's that about? Florida loses by 56 points in two weeks, and they fell two spots. That's interesting. Yeah, and LSU's at 20. And I'm telling you, LSU losing to Florida was a fluke. It was, I swear to you, it was one of those head scratchers where you play the worst game possible and you got the wrong way at the end and you still should have won the game. But Florida is not in the top 40. I would not put them in the top 40. And I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm just, uh, I look at this team and they're terrible. Iowa should be favored over them, and if they're not, something's wrong. But then everybody knows the results of the game, Jonathan, we talked about. Let's go through the bowl games real quick, or can we do it quick? Let's start with, and we're not spending a lot of time on these games. I just want to talk about them. December 17th starts the bowl season, right? We got yeah. my Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl for North Carolina Central versus Grambling. Really? Really? We got the Guild of New Mexico Bowl, New Mexico and UTSA. Las Vegas Bowl is usually pretty interesting. Houston, San Diego State. That'd be a pretty good game. Does Houston care? Raycom Raycom Media Camellia Bowl. Now, if you can get that one, Appalachian State Toledo, that's going to be a good football game. Yes, it is. Auto Care Nation Cure Bowl, Central Florida versus Arkansas State, then the Who Cares Bowl. That's what I'm going to call it. I might go to RL Carriers. Or you would. RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Southern Miss versus Lafayette. Who cares? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to get to the better one. I'm sorry. I can't do this. I can't do it. I can't get through these games. I have to start at least the day after Christmas. Okay. St. Petersburg Bowl. Miami of Ohio versus Mississippi State. Mississippi State got in to the Big 12, not been able to get enough teams in. Mississippi All State right. will kill Miami of Ohio. You skipped over actually some decent games that you know, you're going to want to watch just because it will be fun. Well, I forgot my, my Popeye's Bahamas Bowl, East Michigan versus Old Dominion. Oh, but you, you, of course, you have to talk about that game. But, I mean, Louisiana Tech Navy in the Armed Forces Bowl, no defense. So, if you want – I mean, this is going to be fun because there's no defense. <laughs> take, the, take the over? Take the over? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's your uh, your over of, of the bowl season. I mean, BYU-Wyoming ought to be interesting. I don't know about you, but I love watching Wyoming's quarterback because he just don't care. I mean, he's the kind of guy that scrambles. He has that Manziel kind of style where he's like, I'm going to run towards the sideline and just fling one 40 yards downfield, and somehow my guy better catch it. And it works out sometimes. Um, And Memphis, Western Kentucky, I'd watch, uh, as long as Brom doesn't leave Western Kentucky, because Western Kentucky is actually pretty fun to watch. I mean, they did just put up 58 points last week against Louisiana Tech. They have a fun offense. How about the Dollar General Bowl? I mean, Ohio and Troy should be pretty good. That's the Dollar General Bowl. Hell, I didn't know they had a bowl. <laughs> oh, hey. Right. Oh, well, you, got, you, got me off my rhythm. you got me off my ribbon. 
Right there, the quick lane bow here, Maryland Boston College. I mean, huge. Huge. The game's trash. Yeah, the Camping World Independence Bowl, NC State and Vanderbilt. Is that all Vanderbilt got after after the way they finish the season, the way they play, they get the Camping World Independence Bowl, ACC versus SEC. All right, now we get interesting here. Go ahead. That's like two good defenses and two awful offenses. I think the 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 only Independence Bowl I remember is when South Carolina beat Miami, and I couldn't stop laughing. December 27th is Maxie's Heart of Dallas Bowl. Army versus North Texas. That ought to be a pretty interesting game. I'll watch that because of Army. Go Army. Yeah. Military Bowl, uh, Temple Wake Forest. Temple's a good football team. Yeah. Um, Wake Forest, not so much. Here's one that's going to be, I think Washington State runs Minnesota off the field in the Holiday Bowl here. What do you think? I think Washington State will explode out there in California in this game, the way they oh, end blow, the season. Oh, blowout alert! I, I, I feel. But I don't. Minnesota's offense. Um, I don't think they can keep up. They're gonna have to hold on to the ball way too long. This is. I, it's gonna be nice to see Luke Falk again. Um, be interesting to see if he enters the draft or not. I don't think mm-hmm. he will, but this could be. This could be a blowout. Quinn, I see you on there. I'll get you on in just a second, buddy. I'm working on the studio while I'm doing this. Uh, the National Funding Holiday Bowl, Minnesota versus Washington State. We talked about that one. Here's a good one. The Motel 6 Cactus Bowl, Boise State versus Baylor. Wow. Oh, blowout. That ought to be fun. Oh, blowout. Is Boise a blowout? Oh, I think Boise's going to kill him. They, I honestly don't think Baylor really wants to play this game. You know, I would think so. Come on now. All right. New Era Pinstripe Bowl, December 28th, Pitt versus Northwestern. Uh, God, who cares? I mean, really. Well, you get to watch who James Conner again. I mean, yeah. it's yeah, kind of cool, the, his story, because he beat leukemia and came back. So, I, you know, if I get a chance to watch Pitt play, I will just for James Conner. Yeah, good point. You're to like Mo West Virginia versus Miami. Ah. Uh, that's, that's a good one. Go West Virginia. Yeah. Foster Farms, Mo, Indiana, Utah. I think Utah killed Indiana finally got their Foster Farms bowl bid. Huh. Indiana's going to get killed. Uh, here's a good one. Now, this is Blowout City County. Advocare, Texas Bowl. Texas A&M, Kansas State, and Houston, Texas. Texas A&M will beat them at 30. What do you think? Don't put anything past Bill Snyder, who, by the way, congratulations to Mr. Bill Snyder. He got his 201st win um, Saturday. Uh, and he's, he's still kicking. <laughs> Bill, Bill's still kicking, man. And, uh, I'm not a Bill Snyder hater.
Florida. I, I like South Florida to make this game. I don't know about you, but uh, South Carolina can't score a lot of points. Their defense is okay, but South Florida's got the athletes. I'm going to have to go South Florida in this game. I mean, USF has athletes. I'll be interested to see if Taggart uh, accepts another job. Uh, by then, I mean, it would be a great for him to take the Oregon job. I think I think that'd be a great spot for him to go to. Um, gets him out of the state of Florida, which I'm okay with because Willie's a really good coach. He's a really good coach. Uh, um, by the way, Will Muschamp, three years in a row, he will be coaching in the Birmingham Bowl with a third different team, one with Florida, one with Auburn. Can he make it a, a trifecta and win with South he Carolina? Didn't coach, he, he, didn't, he didn't coach the Birmingham Bowl with Auburn. I thought he was coaching the defense for that game. He didn't coach it? No, no, that was oh. um, Kevin Steele. No, it wasn't Kevin Steele. It was one of the other guy's name that left with him. Uh, I don't name a while down the head coach. Let's bring Quinn on now. we got everything running and working right. Let's see if it works right. Quinn, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Thanks for being patient with me while we work through our technical difficulties. But uh, the Birmingham Bowl is really where I think the games start getting interesting. I want to say the Advocate Bowl on the 28th. That's when I'll really start peeking in when the SEC starts playing. I'm going to watch the SEC. I'm sorry. I just have to see it. Um, (laughs) South South Florida, South Carolina, who do you like? Yeah, I have uh, South Florida over South Carolina. I already made all my bowl predictions, so I wouldn't yeah, do I have... that until I started. Jonathan made excellent points. <laughs> you can't see these games yet until you start seeing these coaches and stuff because you start having people leaving and things like that. That can really screw. I'm not making my bowl projections until it's time to make it until the last second. That's what I'm going to make it. Arkansas, Virginia Tech, and belt bowl in Charlotte. I, I thought George got the belt bowl. I was wrong. But Arkansas the belt bowl against Virginia Tech. That should be a heck of a football game right there for him. Yeah, I have Virginia Tech over Arkansas. I uh, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's offense has gotten a lot better this year, and I think they have enough defensively. I think the I think yeah, they'll I, win in a shootout. I was I was impressed last night, guys, with Virginia Tech. By the way, uh, I came away more unimpressed with Clemson, but Virginia Tech was good last night. Jonathan, you think they beat Arkansas in the Charlotte, in Charlotte, North Carolina? The riots are quite bad, won't they? <laughs> I mean, I like Virginia Tech's defense more. Um, I, I I like Virginia Tech's coaching staff more. Uh, you know, so I'm going to give them an edge here. They have something to prove. I mean, Arkansas, just a weird year. And, and Georgia was supposed to go to this game. But if you look ahead at the Liberty Bowl, TCU got the Big 12 bid there, and they didn't want a rematch of Arkansas-TCU. And the Liberty Bowl didn't want Arkansas – for a second year in a row. That's why they got flipped to the belt. Okay. Congratulations, George and Kirby Smart. You're in the Liberty Bowl. <laughs> Arkansas, Virginia State is going to be that bowl game I keep my eye on because, like, you lose in the very end of the season. 
had low momentum yeah. for Arkansas. Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech carried some great momentum with that. That was a fantastic game last night. Bless Virginia Tech, by the way. Uh, let's go to Valero, Alamo Bowl, Oklahoma State versus Colorado. Two teams that got bitch slapped over the weekend in Texas. I'm kind of I'm liking Oklahoma State in this game. Just just the, the location and everything. Colorado's a mess right now. They look terrible, Jonathan. Well, I mean, if their quarterback, it's funny. In games that their quarterback doesn't get hurt, they're undefeated. And, like, it's very, you know, the stuff that looks out means a lot. That's how it looks like Auburn. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, I, it does actually. Uh, Stuffa Lufau means a lot to this team. He should be healthy and be ready to play. You know, I, I really like Colorado as as a team. I think Max, Mike McIntyre has done a fantastic job uh, rebuilding that program. I mean, people forget that he turned San Jose State into a double digit win team. Uh, the only problem with Colorado is this is a lot of upperclassmen on this team, so you're gonna, you know, there's gonna be. Um, they're going to have a downtrend next year, uh, and, and it's sad if they if they if USC had played in the Pac-12 championship game instead of Colorado, Colorado would be in the Rose Bowl. So I have a feeling they're they're going to come out uh, with something to prove. Whereas if you're Oklahoma State, you're kind of sitting there going, "Well, that's that, man. We didn't accomplish anything yeah, this year, yeah. now, did we?" Well, we got blown out by the rivals. They lose the second race again. They suck. I'm, I'm glad to get that one with a struggle. We'll talk about that later. Georgia, TCU, and the Liberty Bowl, you just mentioned. TCU is terrible. Georgia's terrible. What gets the end of this game? I mean, what happens? I mean, there's two bad teams. I think Georgia's defense probably uh, wins this game for them. Maybe their freshman quarterback develops a little more, but I don't see any way TCU wins. Just because they're pretty bad, they lost to Kansas State yesterday, big time. Yeah, I have Georgia winning. At first, when I first did it, I put TCU over Georgia, and then I thought about it again, and I'm like, no, TCU's horrible, and Georgia's just less horrible. So, I think Georgia wins in a really, really ugly game. Oh, I like Georgia's defense. I, I, you know, their offense is obviously has its problems with the offensive line, but TCU's defense is terrible. Their their offense has been inconsistent, and it's mainly because their quarterback play has been inconsistent. Um, so I like Georgia here. I, I think this is a game where they feel they have something to prove, especially Kirby Smart, because. You know, Georgia, you know, you went eight games, and, you know, you won your bowl game and all that. You see, the, a rebuilding year looks, a, you know, looks a, a lot better when you finish it like this. Uh, and that's what this year was for Georgia. It, it truly was a rebuilding year. I mean, Georgia fans, look at the recruiting class you guys have coming in, and, and you're going to, you know, you should have some optimism about what uh, Kirby's being able to do. And you really should. I mean, you had a true freshman quarterback this year, and you won seven games. Um, and to, that, that's impressive. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Well, let's move to the Sun Bowl, Stafford, North Carolina. Not much to talk about here. Two teams that really underachieved, in my opinion, this year based off what they were supposed to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Stanford in this game because 
I don't know. I'm just going to take Stanford in a bowl game. They, they, they seem to do well in bowls. Jonathan? I think Chris I don't want to I don't, I, I don't pick all these games. I just want to run through them. This is the last one we'll really. Um, Christian McCaffrey is going to have a big day. I think Stanford wins, and they finish the year with 10 wins. Think about that. Yeah, Stanford had a bad year, and they're going to go 10-3. and three. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nebraska, Tennessee, and the Music City Bowl. Well, um, that's, uh, that's a – Tennessee's going to blow them out. Game. Yeah, Tennessee, and that's in Nashville. I mean, Nebraska's terrible, guys. I've sat on this show for two years, and maybe people will start paying attention. Nebraska sucks, and they they always will, Quinn. <laughs> I think Nebraska wins. I, I Tennessee oh. is on such a downslide. Oh. Tennessee is oh. a, I don't think Tennessee yeah, is going to want to play the Tennessee's game. Tennessee is not going to let Dobbs lose that game. This is about Dobbs and his seniors. This is the Northwestern game all over again. And remember how that went last year. Remember when, when people get healed and they're healthy, Quinn, and Tennessee's beating the hell in that. Yes, they, I'll say it. Their defense is – they're going to get some of these players back that they've been missing, and Nebraska's going to be overwhelmed with Tennessee. Tennessee, the reason they're not in Florida and Kentucky is, is because how motivated are Tennessee fans. And, Quinn, your, your opinion is respected here. Trust me, we're not – we're not saying you're wrong. We just don't agree with you. Yeah, uh, you're wrong. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you suck. You suck, and you're wrong. <laughs> and I've got some news about Auburn to talk about in a few after we get through with all this stuff. It'll make them excited. Know the home home loan there is on a bowl. Didn't know there was such a thing. Um, South Alabama versus Air Force. Should be pretty exciting to watch. And, yeah, I think South Alabama wins this game. Go Air Force. We'll, we'll, pick them, we'll pick them later. Now, Quinn, I'm going to start with you in this Capital One Orange Bowl here. This is a good football game. Michigan and Florida State. What surprises me is Michigan's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Jonathan said last night that Florida State belongs to Alabama up there that they play with them. This is their chance to prove it right now against Michigan. Who do you like in this one? Uh, I think I think Michigan's defense will be too much for Florida State. Um, I think Michigan wins by ten points. I just uh, Ooh, think Jonathan, Michigan's defense. I think Michigan's defense is just that good and. I would love for Florida State to win because I don't like Michigan, but I just think Michigan will be too much. I think you got too many five stars on the field for Florida State in the bowl game. They'll be motivated because it is the Orange Bowl. They they still want to get that that Louisville game out of the, out of people's brains. And if they beat Michigan, Jonathan, I think this is a chance to look ahead to next year with Florida State the top five teams in the country, bringing a lot of people back, losing Cook, of course. But I think it gets that bad taste out of people's mouth. It wasn't the North Carolina game as much as it was the big loss to Louisville. And I think if they beat Michigan, and I think they can, and I think they will, um, I think this is a good start for Penn State, uh, Florida State in the next year. I mean, Florida State's literally seven points away from being in Siesta Bowl, and that, 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 that eats me. Um, but 
<sighs> Quinn, we're not friends right now. There's there's there's, there's no nice way of putting that. Um, look, I, I, this is going to be Dalvin Cook's last game at Florida State. It's in his home city. Um, playing in the Orange Bowl for some for some reason means a lot more to these guys than it did playing in the Peach Bowl. I'll never get that because that game's in Atlanta. Probably it's actually a shorter drive. Um, I look, I think Florida State wins this game. It's the opponent. I think Michigan's. It's the opponent, Jonathan. It's the opponent. It's the opponent that matters in a bowl. Yeah, I mean, because so that's the problem, and we'll talk about this with the Cotton Bowl. That's the problem. When you're playing a group of five team, if you win, who cares? If you lose, it's Armageddon. You're really in a no-win situation if you're, you know, Florida State against Houston, Alabama against Utah, Oklahoma against Boise State, Wisconsin against TCU. In all those years, it was like, well, you better win that game, and then you lose, you're like, oh, my, how bad are you really? Um you know, but playing Michigan, obviously, it's gonna put up, it's gonna spark a fire. This is a team that's been ducking us in non-conference games since 1991. And if you don't, if you don't know about the 1991 game, go ahead and look it up. It, it's got, it's got a couple clips on YouTube um, where Bobby Bowden just punked Michigan <laughs> with some great coaching. Terrell Buckley, uh, uh, <laughs> poor Elvis Gerback, he wasn't ready, um, but. I think Florida State wins. A lot of these guys are going to be playing in front of their their home. They're going to be playing in their home city. They're going to be playing in front of their home fans. And because I got a buddy at Michigan, I might be getting tickets uh, to this game in the Michigan student section, which I'm kind of excited about. This uh, this yeah, will be, be a fun be one. Be careful, Michigan. How motivated are they to travel to get to that one? Michigan always travels very well. <laughs> well. That's because uh, half the state lives down here in the winter months. <laughs> yeah, good point. Let's move to December 31st. And this is a, when I saw this, this was a very intriguing matchup, and it still did. Buffalo Wings, Wild Citrus, though, or Citrus, Louisville, LSU. I think this is going to be a phenomenal football game. Let's see how Lamar Jackson's up against that LSU defense plan. Uh, well rested LSU defense that has a head coach that they wanted. I think LSU's been embarrassed with Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Yeah, I think I think LSU blows Louisville out. I think they'll contain Lamar Jackson, and I think uh, the Louisville defense isn't really good. So I think LSU will be able to run all over that defense, and I think it'll be a blowout. Yeah, I mean, hey, LSU, if you want game tape of what to do defensively, just look at the Florida State game and do the opposite. That, that'll work really well for you. Um, and if you want to know what to do offensively, turn on the Kentucky film and do that. Uh, not the whole Hail Mary all the time thing, because Kentucky wound up doing a lot of Hail Marys, it seemed. Um, but, you know, run the ball pretty heavy. You might, you know, I don't know if Fournette's going to play or not. I imagine he might because he, you know, he has pride. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the NFL guy in me says don't play, don't do it. The, the pride in me 
you know, I mean, Fournette represents the state of Louisiana. You know, he's from there. I mean, it's, it, 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 you know, even if Fournette doesn't play. If he does, I think Fournette gets 200. If Fournette doesn't play, they got a backup who's one of the better running backs in the nation, too. So I think he's going to eat, uh, Darian Geis. I, I think it's going to be, this is going to be fun. I'm excited for this matchup. I really am. I am, too. What is the December 31st call? Is that on a uh, Saturday? Oh, uh, yeah, it is Saturday. Yeah. I can wait. You got, these, you got these games. You got this game in the morning. You got the, the Final Four that night. I mean, the College Football Committee hit a home run this time. I mean, this New Year's Eve crap in the future is not going to work. I'm telling well, you, they have to move this stuff. They had to do New Year's Eve this year because the NFL wasn't a budge. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, people will watch this over the NFL anyway, but you don't want to be mm-hmm. on at the same time. I get it. I get it. I get it. And the Tag Player Bowl on December 31st, we've got Kentucky, Georgia Tech. Um, and you're going to watch game. it. I'm, yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch Kentucky and see how they're going to stop that triple option. That's going to be tough on Kentucky. But, Quinn, I'm going to pick Kentucky in this one just because they're hot. Maybe they finish the year pretty good. Yeah, I have Kentucky winning also. I think it will be a high-scoring game, but I think Kentucky will do enough. Now, now Jonathan, January 2nd, your favorite team, Florida, in the outback game against the Iowa. I mean, will you be watching <laughs> uh, 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 well, you know, there's another game on at the exact same time um, that I'm going to be watching Wisconsin, over this one. Michigan. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to watch that game. Are you kidding? I love how that they, they looked at the times and they're like, just in case, let's have another one running with this. And that happens every year with these games. You're like, just in case, have another game running against this one. Because the Outback Bowl, it has a lot of prestige to it. It's usually a top 15, top 20 matchup. Um, but more often than not, they become blowouts, and you're sitting there channel surfing looking for the next game, and luckily they were able to provide us a, another game this year. But here's the problem I have. Why do you put another game on? with the Cotton Bowl. Well, you got Western Michigan and Wisconsin. Obviously, it's probably not going to be a blowout-type game. Why don't you give that game the respect it deserves and play it at different times? Because if you notice, the Rose and Sugar are at different times, so you can watch it just by itself. There's nobody else on TV. I just don't like the way they did that. Why don't you put Why don't you put Florida and Iowa on January 1st or something? Florida? You can put them on December 30th or somewhere in there. you got 11 o'clock. Why don't you put it up like 2.30 or 3, December 31st, and then the first on that. Because ain't nobody going to watch it, Brian. Yeah. I guess, I guess you can put it on January 3rd or something. I don't know. Just put it on another day so it's where it's not involved in the big six. But let's go to hey, the Florida combo fans. Treat your defense right because most of them are graduating. So uh, appreciate what you've had because it's it's going to be gone. Yeah. And can I rant on Florida real quick since you guys oh, talked about them yeah. earlier? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, it, 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 if so, 
someone was watching college football for the first time yesterday, they would think Florida was a 3-9 and team. That's how pathetic they look. They're trash. They're garbage. How how are they? What are they like? Eight and three? How? How? Yeah, I think they've lost eight and four now. They're oh, horrible. They got lucky and they played in the they they played in the East. They uh, didn't play anybody out of conference besides Florida State. We saw what happened in that. We saw what happened when they played Arkansas Road. So I went to Alabama. They got lucky to beat LSU. I mean, they beat Georgia because Georgia is upset. They beat Kentucky early in the season. They barely began early. I mean, it's just, they're not a good team, but it just seems like they, they catch teams on bad days, John. It's like, it seems like Florida plays you here at your waters, it seems like, most times. And they get high, and they, 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 their record appears good. The committee was not fooled by that. The committee... We're not fooled by Florida this year in that record. And we, we talked about it. They didn't have any respect for them. If you have a better record and you're favored to win the SEC, you're going to play the SEC championship game, and I'll be still ahead of them. That shows you what they feel about you. They have to put you in the top 15 because at least you, you do have eight wins and, and you're going to win the league. But they just, I, mean, I just don't understand how they're still ranked. That's what I don't understand. But how well, Quinn, could they be ranked right now ahead of LSU? They're ahead of LSU in the uh, coaches' poll. Some idiot coaches thought that Florida deserved that. The AP put Florida at 20 behind LSU. But, I mean, I just don't understand that, that the committee left Florida at 17. Like, Austin lost to Alabama in Tuscaloosa by 18. That was about the spread. That's a good change of it, that game, really. But when you lose by 38, it's a little different. It's that, Jonathan, you should drop. You lose by 38 points. And I'll share who it is. Yeah, like yeah. I heard the argument that, oh, well, they lost to number one. They were supposed to lose. And the spread was 24. So they were supposed to lose by a lot. So why should they drop? It's like, uh, because they still lost by, I mean, uh, oh, my, Really? Why are they supposed to you, you lost by how much? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, you know, so you you dropped two spots and you got torched by Florida State and Alabama. Think about that for a minute. You got torched by Florida State and Alabama, and you fell two spots. If they weren't in the SEC and they did not win the SEC East, I'm telling you right now. They would not be ranked. They wouldn't. I don't want to. I don't want to hear it. They would not be ranked. And, I, mean, I think Notre right. Dame could be that I think Notre Dame would beat Florida. I do. No, no, Notre Dame no, beat Florida. Miami, and I, I don't know if I, I don't know if Florida's better than Miami. <laughs> Just saying. Let's, let's let's call let's call it while we see it. But. No, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I got a problem with the committee. Now, look, we saw Virginia Tech play last night, right? I walked away impressed with them, okay? Florida's ranked five spots ahead of them with a the committee. Um, they dropped because they lost. Pittsburgh beat Penn State, beat Clemson. They're 23rd 
Brian Florida. Florida is a 17. Temple, good football team. Better than Florida, ranked behind them. Everybody ranked behind Florida is better. Stanford would beat Florida. Utah would beat Florida. LSU would be played again nine times in a row. Tennessee would beat them. I mean, it's just like, really? Florida? Mm-hmm. I mean, God. And then I was going to beat you. That's the problem. I was going to beat you in, in your home state, wherever the hell you're going to play that game. I'm going to beat you there. Because, you know, yep. Iowa, when it comes to these, these type of bowling games, they always play well, don't they? I mean, they always yes, they play well in these games. And I hate it for them because they always knock off the SEC every year. And it's just, it is what it is. Well, let's move on real quick. Wisconsin, Western Michigan. I don't know that. Think this game excites me because I really think Western Michigan has a shot to win this football game. I do. I want to see them win this football game. I hope we come to the, the day where Western Michigan has a chance to play for a national championship because they went to their schedule. They won every game. And I mean, they, yeah, that game was closer the other night, but it is a conference championship, Jonathan. They're supposed to be close games in conference championships. That's the whole point of it. But Wisconsin, how do they rebound after losing up 28 to 7 to Penn State? And I don't think Wisconsin's that good. Look, I, I've ranked Western Michigan ahead of Wisconsin for most of the year because um, I think Western Michigan can beat them. Look, row the boat, baby. Row the boat. I don't – everybody's like, P.J. Fletcher's going to take the Purdue job. No, he's not. Okay, a, a coach who wants to progress in his coaching career does not he's take not the Purdue going job. To that's, Purdue. that's suicide. That's suicide. You don't take that Oregon job. or Houston. Oregon or Houston, I could buy that. But not and he won't take Purdue either one of them. He's holding that's out. That's less miles territory. Oh, uh, Les well, Miles apparently won't go to Purdue now. But he's being mentioned for Houston. It's very interesting, this coaching um, thing. I mean, we talked about it uh, earlier or a couple, you know, yesterday or the day before about some of the rumblings that I've heard uh, concerning certain guys. Um, you know, so I, I think, uh, look, I like Western Michigan here. I think they're going to come out motivated. And, and the, the part that bothers me about this, and we've seen it, a team like Western Michigan, Boise State, uh, Houston, uh, you know, they have to go – they have to have a really good year the year before. They have to go undefeated, maybe lose one game. But they got to win their bowl game. It's got to be against a big-time opponent before anybody gives them any respect. And I think I think that's asinine because if Western Michigan had run the table last year and beaten Florida State instead, you know, instead of Houston being there in the Teach Bowl, if, if Western Michigan had run that table, they'd be in the playoff this year. They would. But they're not. Because everybody's like, well, we don't know how good they are because they don't have a track record because they're not a name, and I think that's crap. Like, I get it. Are they, are they Boise State or are they Hawaii? And I think we all remember that Hawaii game when they went to the Sugar Bowl and George cracked their skulls. But you know, that, that's the question everybody had in that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I just look at Western Michigan. I just feel like they're a, a team. They're going to be so motivated for this game like Boise was against Oklahoma, like Houston was against Florida State, because they're playing for – if this keeps happening, if this keeps happening, the committee is going to have to wake up and say, okay, these guys are beating these teams, and let's give them a shot in that Final Four. I mean, this would be a perfect year almost. Uh, But anyway, 
Let's move on to bigger and better games. Rose Bowl, USC, Penn State. This is where Penn State gets totally humiliated. It's kind of like Stanford and uh, – who was it? Stanford and Iowa last year in this game. And yeah. Stanford yeah. just destroyed them. I think this is the same type deal right here. I think USC with all these five stars. I saw Penn State's linebacker chasing a Wisconsin player to the end zone last night. They got to run about a 7-3. I mean, they're slow. They're slow, guys. Penn State's slow. And they're going to be in California. USC, that's that's where they live, man. There's going to be a lot of movie stars around. They're going to be watching the game. Penn State is going to get crushed in this game, guys. It's probably going to be something like 38-13. to 13, But USC dominates them. And I'm not even saying USC is a great football team. I'm just saying Penn State's slow. They don't have the five stars on this team. They don't have the depth. Blowout City, guys. Anybody disagree with me? Anybody giving Penn State a shot? They're not giving them one. I agree with you. I, I, I give Penn State a shot just because of what we saw from them last night. I mean, they were down 28-7 to and went on a, what, 31-3 to run um, to end the game. I think that offense is, is very good. I think Saquon Barkley is uh, one of the better running backs in the nation. I'm I mean, sorely going to really – he's had a really good year, and it's mainly because of the offensive coordinator they brought in, uh, Moorhead. You know, he, you know, people are like, oh, James Franklin, look, he didn't kill McSorley. And I'm like, they had a crap offensive coordinator the last two years. They get a good offensive coordinator, and their offense is good. Coincidence, I think not. You know, Hackenberg's freshman year, you had Bill O'Brien, good offensive coach. He had a good year. Yeah, James Franklin, I can't remember the offensive coordinator they had under him, but he was garbage. All right, so you get rid of him, you bring in Moorhead, who's been a, he was an offensive coach, a good offensive coach, and they have a good year McSorley. I, I don't think that's a coincidence. Granted, I hear what you're saying. I'm having flashbacks to the 2009 Rose Bowl where USC was up like 31-7 to going into the fourth quarter, and Penn State scored a couple garbage time points to, to make it a 14-point game. Um, and that could easily happen. But I'm going to give Penn State a shot here. You know, and, and until they – Until they shoot me in the foot, I'm going to give them relief. They don't care what anybody says. Wisconsin is slow, non-athletic. And I just – I don't know. It's just a bad matchup for Penn State. If they were playing Western Michigan, if they were playing someone else, it would be a little different, but they're not. I'm sorry, Quinn. I just, I just think USC blows them out big time. But I could. I agree. Well, well, here we are at the All-State Sugar Bowl, my favorite game, of course. I mean, does Auburn deserve a game in Sugar Bowl? Why not? They're the second best team in the SEC. So they lose. Yeah, they deserve it. So I'll put them in there against Oklahoma. Here's the deal. You got an undefeated Big 12 team in conference playing a three-loss in conference SEC team uh, with losses to Alabama, A&M, and Georgia. The Georgia's unforgivable. They did play Clemson a tight game. So Auburn, Auburn's where they are because of two things in this season. The Clemson game being closed. And the 56-3 win over Arkansas. Those two teams have kept the committee's eyes on Auburn, and they like it. This game is probably one of the – and, Jonathan, you're not a fan of either one of them, but I know you like Auburn in this game probably because we do. We like them as a fan. But 
Oklahoma's defense against Auburn's offense in this game, this is going to be fun because Oklahoma's got an explosive offense and everything, but Auburn's defense is, is very good. So, I mean, what gives in this game? This is probably the most intriguing matchup of all, really. I mean, if you look at everything. Yeah, I mean, I had an Oklahoma fan try and uh, tell me earlier that Oklahoma does very good against the SEC. I'm like, mm, you sure about that? He's like, yeah, pause. I'm like, no, no, really. You sure about that? He's like, yeah. I'm like, if I told you your bowl record against the SEC was 5-7-1, and one, how would you feel? And he got quiet. I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. Like, other than the Alabama one, you've been dominated. You had the Texas A&M Cotton Bowl where you never had a shot. You had that, uh, the championship against Florida. You're never really in that. It's like, if you take away the Alabama game, are you sure about that? I mean, Clemson skull drug you back-to-back years. Like, you sure you can play with these with the Southeastern kids? Like, come on now. Like, let's let's they be real can. for a minute. Baker, um, Baker Mayfield's going to get – he's going to have a, a concussion right in the first quarter. Well, now, I think Oklahoma's offense will have some success because they, uh, yeah. they're multifaceted. They can do – you know, they can throw, they can run. I mean, Baker Mayfield, there's no doubt about that, honestly, uh, was one of the better quarterbacks this year. Just nobody really paid attention because it's the curse of being in the Heisman running the year before. When you have a really good year, but the numbers are kind of similar to last year's, you're like, mm, nah, well, well, oh, who cares? You know, Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, you're always looking for uh, for something different, uh, a huge improvement like Lamar Jackson. Um but let, let me let me say, Oklahoma, your defense is in the 60s, homie. <laughs> like, <laughs> your defense ain't that good, guys. And Auburn's offense is actually top 40, believe it or not. Uh, granted, they haven't played like that, but it's also because their starting quarterback has been injured. Like, that tends to slow down an offense, you dimwit. Um, and the running back. The and, the best running back in the, and the best running back in the SEC has been injured, too. Right. So look at the Auburn offense that played against Ole Miss. Look at the Auburn offense that played against Arkansas. Um, and that's probably what you're going to get. So I like Auburn here. I'm going to, you know, and the great thing about these, these New Year's Six Bowls is I've got a clear-cut team that I'm going to be pulling for in every game. And I'm going to be pulling for Auburn in this game. I, I will. And it's mainly because of y'all um, that I've grown to appreciate Auburn and because they were so gracious enough to, uh, to lose that national championship to us. Um, that uh, that they get You're some welcome. love in Oklahoma. You get no love. You beat us in a championship, Oklahoma. I don't like you. People are like, oh, you salty over 2011. <laughs> we weren't good in 2011. I'm I'm so pissed that we lost in 2000. <laughs> yeah, but Oklahoma here, and I think the difference is, I mean, Oklahoma's offense is very multifaceted, like you said. I think Auburn's defense is good enough to neutralize it somewhat. They're going to score some points. But where the biggest gap is, is Oklahoma's defense, secondary, defensive line, linebackers, all of them. They can't stop the pass. They can't stop the run. And if Cam Petley's healthy, and he is, he will be. Chandler Cox blocking, probably one of the top three offensive lines in the country Auburn has. And John Franklin III leading the charge, and he's got a month to prepare. Because Sean White ain't playing people. It's, it's been announced. I can really say it now. Sean White will not play football again from what I've been told. And I could be wrong. I hope I am wrong. But yeah. this Auburn offense is is something special, I think, with a month to prepare, to get healthy, and to to do some things. And they, they want to be there. See, Auburn was projected sixth in the West this year. To finish second in the SEC, 
is is a good season. And I know some other fans want a national championship, but it's kind of hard to get that. I mean, it's just hard to be in the top four. I'm sorry. You have to be consistent. You have to be injury-free. You have to be real good. And you look at those four teams in there, all besides Ohio State, they've done what they should do to get into the playoffs. But, Quinn, I'm excited to see this game. I mean, it's going to be fun. It's in a dome where I think the speed of Auburn's Auburn's defense will be just – I mean, it's just going to be fun to watch them in a dome, the defense, especially Cam Tadley running the football behind that fullback against Oklahoma. They don't play defense in the Big 12. I think yesterday they had flags. They were they were playing flag football yesterday in the Oklahoma State-Oklahoma game. But, uh, yeah. I think the big thing is, is I think Auburn's going to bully them in the trenches on the defensive line and the offensive line. And uh-huh. I think that's where the difference is going to be. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think they're just going to push them around. All right, let's look at Oklahoma. Let's look. They played Houston. They lost by 10, okay? <laughs> they lost. Ohio State put 45 up on them with that offense that they have, and they only put up 24 points. So, against Houston, they put up 23 Against Ohio State, 24. Well, let me tell you, Oklahoma, if you put up 23 or 24 against Auburn, you're going to get beat by 25. Because Auburn's going to put up 48 points against you. Now, TCU, Oklahoma put up 52, gave up 46. I mean, you gave up 46 points against TCU. Let me just name these scores. Texas, 45 to 40, you beat them. Texas, Kansas State put up 17 on you. And that's pretty bad. You put up 38 on them. Texas Tech. 66 to 59. <laughs> 66 to 59. Kansas, 56 to 3. Okay, you beat a, the worst team in football. Iowa State, you beat 34 24. Baylor, 45 24. West Virginia, 56 28. They have zero defense. And then you beat Oklahoma State, 38 20. What I'm saying is, is when you play in teams with zero defenses, you're going to go undefeated in a conference that you can outscore everybody. But when you play a team like Auburn that can that can bring it on the defensive side of the ball, that's going to bully you just like Clemson did last year. Clemson bullied Oklahoma last year. Uh-huh. That's exactly what you're going to get. There's no difference. I mean, all they did was put lipstick on this pig, and everybody's trying to trying to think. They're trying to think, what's different? Well, it's a, it's a pig still. This lipstick is a Big 12 conference. That's what it is. That's what you see. The other two, the two losses they have out of conference, Houston beat them by ten, and Ohio State that struggles offensively put forty five on you. I mean, I'm just trying yeah. to be common sense here. I'm not. A, I'm not trying to be a homer. I'm just looking at numbers. Numbers don't lie most of the time over over twelve games. Does it? I mean, do they lie, Jonathan? I mean, this is a bad defense. No, no, it is. I mean, let's not forget West Virginia's running back ran for 300 yards on him. Uh, JT Barrett, one of his three games where his completion percentage was at least 70%. Uh, the other two were Rutgers and Bowling Green, who, um, yeah, I think they have, like, bottom 25 defenses. Uh, you know, I, I mean, Oklahoma's defense, it, it, it's not good, guys. I mean, it, it's not. They your number, you know, the S&P says you're number 62. Uh, and that's because, you know, in a game like Texas and a game like Texas Tech, you, you got a turnover because you were playing a turnover-prone team, essentially. I mean, that's, that's, that was your saving grace. 
I, I think Oklahoma's defense is bad. Uh, you know, they only put up 21 against Ohio State, and that's the only top 10 defense they've played this year. You know, uh, so I don't, I don't expect them to really exceed that. I, I think they're going to be held under 30. Um, uh, to be to be frank, I mean, you know, the, the reason why they held Oklahoma State to 20 points was because they were playing in a freezing rainstorm. I mean, nobody, you know, you don't expect a lot of points in a game like that. Y'all scored 38 because Oklahoma State forgot how to tackle. They, you know, and they don't know how to cover running backs, I and mean, that's what happened. So, yeah, Oklahoma, he went for Just a look at the stats. Go to NCAA.com, look up, look up team stats, guys. It's not rocket science. And when you, when you bet on games and you look at matchups, you have to know – Passing defense, rush defense, uh, rush offense, rush defense. You put these numbers up together, and you look at the competition that Oklahoma played to put up these gaudy numbers, and they're not as impressive anymore, I'm telling you. you go to Oklahoma's competition that they put points on, look at their defenses, too. Auburn put up 56 on Arkansas, which is not a bad defense. They're not good, but they're not bad. They, they put up 40-something on a bad Ole Miss defense. They, they, Mississippi State, you never know how they're going to show up. Auburn could put points up. But the problem is, Auburn, when that quarterback went out, when the running back went out, it was just too much to overcome late in the season like that. You finally got an identity, and it got taken away from you for a little while. But I'm telling you guys, Auburn's a five-point underdog. It made me, it made me up to seven and a half. It made me down to pick. But all I know is just take all the money line and you'll walk away a happy man. I could be wrong. I mean, it's there's a lot going on right now, and 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 I can't say everything, but there's some big things about to take place in Auburn. Some announcements that's going to affect a lot of things, and I think what it's going to do is going to rejuvenate a fan base. It's, this this Sugar Bowl announcement is kind of helping it, helping it out a lot. Gus Malzahn got a two hundred thousand dollar raise. He got to give that money back to somebody, a charity or something for making it, but I think the announcements that are becoming are going to really fire up the team, fire up the fan base, and just fire up the whole football team, Jonathan. I can't tell you everything because I would get in trouble right now, and I don't want to jeopardize. My word is my word, but I think y'all could probably guess what I'm talking about here, where the changes are going to come, and it's not at the head coach position. Yeah, I mean, because I, I called you the other night. I'm like, hey, is there any legs to Rhett Lashley to Georgia State? Because um, there, there, there's circulation out there. Uh, Georgia State, uh, you know, needs a new head coach. Uh, and Rhett Lashley was one of the candidates mentioned, along with um, a couple others that are, you know, they are what they are, you know, a bunch of Georgia guys. Um, so, and you were like, no, there's, there's some legs to that, and that that caught me a little by surprise. At the same time, I was like, "Huh," you know that um that intrigues me because you know there, there's been a heavy conversation lately around uh, Jarrett Stidham, the kid who transferred from Baylor, uh, you know, one of the top quarterbacks He's going in the class. Right, Auburn yeah. He's going because you know Florida pipes up with um. You know, he, I know he went and visited Florida, and I guess he called Texas. Uh, and I know Texas ain't going nowhere. I think Bouchelle's going to play 
um, especially after, in all honesty, the year he put together as a true freshman, um, I, you know, it wasn't terrible. And I think you put, you you know, Herman wants to work with somebody like, uh, with a kid like that. So Stidham, it seems like, really looking at SEC teams. And, you know, there's obviously, maybe he'll go to LSU, maybe he'll go to Auburn, maybe he'll go to Florida. But Florida, I heard an interesting rumbling out of Florida. And it was, you know, apparently Stidham told them that the only way he goes there is if they hire uh, Kendall Bryles, Art Bryles, his son, the offensive coordinator at Baylor, to be their OC. And I'm like, that seems weird because Florida, I don't think their offensive coordinator is bad. I don't think they fire him. But if Rhett Lashley were to get the head coaching job at Georgia State, Auburn would have an opening offensive coordinator. So obviously that's something that could happen if, if that mm-hmm. if that rumor that he needs one of you know or Kendall Bras as well as he has legs, you know obviously that would be an opening. So I'm um, I'm interested to see how this all plays out. I'm with you guys. I think he's an Auburn lock at this point. Um, but I, I I'm interested around this offensive coordinator thing because if Brett, Brett Lashley leaves, does Malzahn go? Well, I, I might as well go grab somebody I knew from my high school coaching days. Um, but, you know, maybe I get Kendall or, or maybe, you know, I, I don't think it'll happen because of how much stink is around him. I mean, but maybe you bring in Art and have Kendall as an assistant. I don't know. Um, but, you know, there, there's there's a couple of things um, there that can happen if Rhett decides to leave. Because, I mean, I don't know if they're going to fire Rhett. Obviously, you guys would be more in touch if Rhett's job is, is on the line or not. Um I, I feel like they wouldn't fire him, but, I, you know, again, you guys are more in touch with Auburn than I am. Well, I mean, there's going to be some big announcements. All I can say is there's going to be some big changes take place. Uh, Ooh, yeah, I do think that uh, I do think that Jared said him a lot regardless of who the coach is, to be honest with you. Whether he loves Rhett Lashley and he loves Art Bryles, he loves Kendall Bryles, but I think he – you know, Texas A&M is in a, in a bad situation because he wants to go to Texas A&M. But the, the problem is with Texas A&M, they got the mom kid that was interested in Auburn, too, to a point. But the thing is, you know, they, they've been so bad with quarterbacks that it's just like they, mom's not going to sign with him if they bring in this seven kid, right? I mean, that's just the truth mm-hmm. about it. He's not going to get – Mod's not going anywhere where he can't start. He takes that in the quarterback. So, I think what's going to happen is uh, Pittman's going to come, and he's going to he's going to do a great job at Auburn. He's going to be separated from his girlfriend. His girlfriend's the problem here, really, about the location and everything. But he did say that it didn't matter to him about that. Like, he's still coming. Uh, he'll deal with it. But could you imagine this Auburn team with Stidham at quarterback next year? Think about that. Think about Chandler Cox at fullback. You've got Carrion Johnson. You've got Cameron Petway. I mean, you've got uh, what's the freshman kid's name from Baylor that loves him? Cam Martin. Cam, Cam Martin. Thank you. Well, I slipped my mind for a second. They all tweeted yesterday. He said uh, Stidham said uh, said a. Uh, tweet that said, I can't wait to be in this game next year, and all Auburn players were the ones that responded to it. Cam Martin was his running back at Baylor. You know, I mean, they played with him. And that, that, that carries some weight. And you got to remember that 
Art Bryles, Gus Malzahn, and uh, Hugh Freeze are best friends. They talk weekly. They pray weekly. So, I mean, even if just say Art didn't, Art's not in the equation, Art would influence the kid to go to all. That's what I'm trying to suggest to So, But I think some big changes are coming, and I can't really speculate on some things because of, of what I've sworn in secrecy to do. But if, if Stidham's at Auburn next year, I mean, you just watch out, people, because this defense is nastier next year than it is this year. A lot of people registered it. Nobody's even talking about their recruiting classes loaded, Jonathan. It's great to be an Auburn fan right now. I know Alabama's playing in the playoff. It doesn't look like they're going to lose, but let's not focus on them. Focus on your own team, right? Focus on what you can do to make you better. I think that's what Auburn's doing right now because they're not far away from Bama, I promise you that. That quarterback Alabama has, Jonathan, he looks like a deer in headlights sometimes. I'm not sure he's just going to just dominate football in the next few years. Do you? He just kind of looks to me like he's an okay quarterback right now. Their Alabama defense is what's still on the show. Well, and I mean, the biggest problem for Alabama, I mean, we'll see if it's actually an issue, is if Lane Kiffin decides to take another job somewhere. Um, that, you know, that's something that has been circulated, and I, even Alabama, I think, at this point has uh, come to terms with, yeah, that the, there's a good chance this happens. And, you know, I, I mean, could Steve Sarkeesian go from the shadow role to offensive coordinator and then really not miss a beat on offense? Yeah, of course that could happen. Um, but, you know, Lane Kiffin's done some good things for that offense, and it's really the reason why Jalen Hurts has succeeded is because of that offense. If you run – the uh, the the McElwain offense they ran, um, you know, with uh, AJ McCarron, um, Jalen Hurts doesn't succeed. So you need the offense that that you know shotgun uh, offense that Bam has been running uh, for Jalen Hurts to do well because I think his legs are his most dangerous asset at this point. He's getting better as a passer, but at the same time he's an 18 year old kid. I mean he's going to have those moments where it's like, ah, oh, crap, what do I do? Um, you know, there, there's a lot of athletes on the field now compared to high school. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out. Uh, you know, like you talked about, Auburn's got a great recruiting class coming in. Uh, your top three recruits right now are offensive linemen, and uh, I'm always in favor of that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I'm, one of those, I'm one of those guys that believes and build from the trenches. So when your top three recruits are all highly touted offensive linemen, say, yeah, you, y'all doing something right. Um, you know, talking about assistant coaches that might be leaving, Florida State's in a little bit of an uh, interesting situation. Uh, Tim Brewster, who's our ace recruiter, especially out of state, um, mainly in the Texas area, from what I understand, the University of Texas is heavily interested in bringing him in. Uh, you know, some people might remember Brewster. He was the head coach at Minnesota, and that didn't go over well uh, while nope. he was there, uh, but he's our tight ends coach, uh, but he's our best recruiter by far. There's no doubt. Dontavious Jackson does not come to Florida State uh, w- without him. We got Dontavious out of Houston, and Brewster works for Texas. Bruce, the biggest recruit Tim Brewster ever got was Vince Young. Tim Brewster brought Vince Young to Texas. Um so I know, you know there, there's talks that he'd like to go back there, and at Texas they can offer him more positions, if you will, uh, titles. Because, I mean, you know, he's a tight end coach here. 
we already have two co-offensive coordinators. So it's not like we're going to have three, and I don't know why Lawrence Dossie is a co-offensive coordinator. He, he's useless. Um, so, if you know, we're, we're if we lose Brewster, our recruiting has not been great this year. We've gotten some good talent, but it's – I mean, you got Georgia who's smoking us by a mile. It's not even close, and that that's unacceptable. Um, the fact that we're tenth right now, and yeah, we'll we'll finish top ten, maybe uh, top five. It's a new coach. It's a new coach thing right now for a minute, and I think some of these kids will start backing off a little bit, especially if they lose in that bowl game. And they, they well, lose it's a Tennessee crap. theory, right? Yeah. Tennessee was supposed to be hot and up and coming, so they were getting all these recruits, and all of a sudden they all started decommitting. And Tennessee's like, "Well, we got twenty five kids, yeah, but they're all like three and fours. Like, you ain't got no fives. We got mainly threes. Yeah. Um, you know, so Florida State's in a bind, though, because if Brewster leaves, we don't have an ace recruiter on our staff. I mean, our assistant head coach is Trickett, uh, who we like as an offensive line recruiter, maybe not as much as a coach anymore, uh, at least from the fan base side of it. Even though the offensive line seems to have picked some pieces up lately against subpar competition, though. Uh, that Florida game, I think everybody opened some eyes again. But, nah, damn it, same issues. So, you know, we're we're looking at a couple of things in Tallahassee where we might be seeing a shakeup along our coaching staff, which I think is needed. Just like you know, you're talking about Auburn might have a shakeup, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah. you know could be needed, especially on the offensive side. It feels like you guys are have been going with the same offensive coaches for a little bit now, and it's like the offense isn't really getting better. So, well, if this happens, what I'm think what I'm told is going to happen. It's going to shake up recruiting, and, and that's why I want it to hurry up and happen because you only get a certain amount of time to deal with these kids. If this happens, all of a sudden Auburn starts flipping about five, maybe three to five five stars on signing day, and, and things start happening or before that. But I just know this talent on this team right now, this recruiting class. And, and if you finish in the top ten, that's, that's good recruiting consistently, but where Auburn is right now, they're going after needs. And when you can recruit like that, instead of just trying to grab any five-star you can, you look at your team, you go by the needs, you bring that those players in. Auburn's got a great offensive line. they got a lot coming back. But you have to build depth into that. You don't want to be in a situation where you don't have any depth. And one, one thing I want to tell you is Auburn signed a, uh, a kicker right now. His younger brother is uh, Andrew, Anders Carlson has committed to Auburn, too. And he, he said he broke every record that Carlson set in high school already. So well, I'm ready to hold see on this now. come in. We were excited about Ricky Aguayo until he decided to show up. <laughs> I would I would hold off on him. We got we got the best kicker in our in our in our school's history, little brother, because it hasn't exactly worked out for us. <laughs> well, well, well he, he was good in college, though. No, I'm talking about Ricky. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm talking I'm about sorry, the little yeah. kid who uh, he can't make a 50-yarder. I mean, I get it. You know, supposedly he was hurt against Florida. His first field goal, as soon as that left his foot, I went, oh, that's short. My buddy said, how do you know it's short? Because when he landed, he looked down at his foot and did not look back up. He knew that he, that, that wasn't getting the leg. Um, you know, so, I, I, you know, kickers are fickle beasts, and it's weird because, you know, some of the best kickers in the nation – won't get scholarships, so they, they tend to go. It, it, it's a little more of a free agent market, if you will, as to what you're offering them. Uh, speaking from experience of one of my high school teammates, he wound up in Oklahoma, and he uh, went and won the Coles camp up in Wisconsin, 
which is one of the best kicking camps, if not the best in the nation. And it was, yeah, I don't have any scholarship offers, so uh, let me see where I'm going to go. Oh, I'm going to Oklahoma. They offered me this, this, and this. I'm like, oh, I don't know why he wouldn't take it, you know. Um, but, you know, kickers, I always, the Florida State's always had really good kickers. I mean, we had one of the, uh, we had supposedly the best in the nation who uh, had a propensity to miss wide left and wide right against Miami. So, um, <laughs> I'd, I'd be I'd be cautious. Yeah, well, guys, uh, we're gonna have to cut off here Wednesday night. We'll get back on and talk some highs and maybe preview some of these final four games. And I think between now and then, we could we could see some coaching changes starting to take place. And I just wish I could mm-hmm. tell you guys what I know right now. I just wish I could. I just wish I could. But Malzahn in a, a video today said he was confident that Watt will return for the Sugar Bowl. Either he's a dead liar or just trying to – and here's the deal. You don't you don't withhold this information at this point. Because, look, if you withhold information of Sean Watt for a month to beat Oklahoma in a bowl game, that's pretty low class to me. I mean, if he's not going to play, I think you, you let it be known, right? I mean, you, you shouldn't – I mean, if this was Iron Bowl, it's different. This is just – the Sugar Bowl, but from what I'm being told, Sean White may never play again, but if Gus is saying he's going to return, he may be doing it as a ploy to make Oklahoma prepare for Sean White. And if you prepare for Sean White, that's all you prepare for, really, and all of a sudden John Franklin III comes out there, you could be in some deep trouble, especially your defense. I think Franklin would slice that Oklahoma defense to, to hell and back. But also Sean White, yeah, too, with, it, with his accuracy throwing the football, because there's no quarterback in Auburn that can throw it like Sean White can, but then he manages that running game well with Petway and all those guys. So I think Sean White gives us the best shot to win, but I'm just not sure he's going to be in this game. Well, guys, take care, everybody. Have a blessed day. The Panthers are playing tonight against Seattle. It shouldn't be a pretty game. Uh, Carolina's missing a lot of players. Yeah, I hope they – yeah, Bucks won. Or Falcon and the Saints lost, which is good. Uh, always love that when that happens. But guys, take care. Have a good week. We'll see y'all Wednesday. All right. All right. See you.